It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. If it's the first time you join the show, my accent is French, français, straight from Paris. We're going to talk love and relationships, but I'm going to give you, to start this show, a little tip, a little advice that I really believe in when we're in a relationship. Over-communicate. Over-communicate. Why? Because we can't read each other's mind, right? So never assume your partner knows 100% of what you mean. Don't hesitate to really over-communicate because communication is really the key of a healthy relationship. Just keep that in mind. And if you want to communicate with me about your relationship, very easy, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Molly. What's going on? Bonjour. Um, I'm well above uh, 40. And I met someone maybe 10 years ago. And we had this chemistry. And it was amazing. And his job moved him away to New York. And we were both devastated that we, we had to part in that way. So as fate would have it, he was able to come back, and we connected again. Well, his parents were ill, and they live in a completely other state, and he had to go and take care of them. So we have had an amazing time together. When we come together, it's just like we've never parted, but it has been difficult trying to live with the separation over the last 10 years. And so this fall, Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be coming back. And I think that I want to ask him to marry me. And I want to know what you think, what your opinion would be on Mm. that. If you feel it, you do it. If you want to ask him to marry you, why not? I don't know. I just, again, it's been, we've been away from each other quite a bit the last 10 years, but we've always been inseparable when we are together. Yes. And mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I'm making the right decision. If that's a smart thing to do, should we wait some more? Should we live together first? Well, how, I don't know. Well, first of all, you know him, I don't. What do you think, in your intuition, do you think he's going to say great, or do you fear he might not say great and be hesitant? In my intuition, I 100% believe that he will be yes. Um, However, I don't know how difficult that's going to be again with us being apart so much. I see. Well, I'll tell you this. Who doesn't dare doesn't live. So don't be afraid of the maybe this, maybe that. that. Molly, who doesn't (laughs) dare doesn't live, I would like you to ask him. I would like you to tell him how much you care for him and what you want with him, okay? I will, I will. I like that. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you for calling and have a good night, Molly. You too. Who doesn't dare doesn't leave. Let me explain exactly what I mean by that. Next. If you had to make a choice when it comes to relationship, would you be a darer or a risk-adverse person? I'm all about who doesn't dare doesn't leave. My father, Robert who's a very wise man, who's 91 now in Paris, always educated me on this saying, on credo, who doesn't dare, doesn't leave. Meaning, you may have regrets, but you've dare. If you always worry it's not going to work out, you'll do nothing, and you have also nothing, no chance to succeed. I think it's important to feel comfortable 
asking somebody what you want. And even taking the dare as a woman to say to a man, would you want to marry me? That's all about who doesn't dare, doesn't live. And let me share a funny story of how that philosophy has worked for me so far. Next. So quick story. When I was 12 or 13, I was very shy, a goofball in high school, fell in love with a wonderful girl in my class, Christabel. Didn't know how to ask her out. Didn't know if I should. Never kissed anyone. Never hold hand with anyone. Never did anything. Of course, I was 13 and a half. So I asked my dad, Robert, I said, Dad, Papa, what do you think I should do with Christabel to ask her out? What if she doesn't like me back? And then my father said, but Simon, who doesn't dare doesn't live. Qui n'ose pas ne vit pas. So if you can't say it, write it. And I wrote this little note, Christabel, do you want to go out with me? Yes, no, maybe. And I had a friend of mine give it to her. And she said yes. And that story is the basis of all my life philosophy. Who doesn't dare doesn't live. Your calls and your questions are next, 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship? Dial in, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Charlotte, what's going on tonight? Bonjour, Simon. I am dating this guy. We've been dating for several months, but he does not speak my love language. And it's really annoying to me and... Um, like, for instance, like, you know, my love language is uh, words of affirmation. So, okay. you know, if I'm, like, dressed up and he sees me and I look, you know, my makeup and hair is nice, like, he'll look at me and he'll just be like, hey, or, you know, you look nice. But, like, he doesn't tell me, like, you know, you're pretty or I like you a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't give make me feel secure and confident, uh-huh. you know, in the relationship. So, um, why not have a conversation about what you need i've hinted or i mean i don't want to say i've we've had conversations and i you know i brought up the whole like you know what's your love language and he told me for him it's acts of service so i try to speak to him in his love language you know but he doesn't kind of return the (laughs) i see the favor yeah so Um, he he didn't ask you what's your love language when you had this conversation well, I told him, you know, like okay. we spoke okay. about it. I'm the one who kind of brought it to the forefront because I'm the one clearly who's having the biggest issue with it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Well, listen, I can feel you pretty frustrated by it. So I yeah. I think it's it's something that he doesn't get. Um, you're going to have to decide whether you give him one last chance or not. So let's ask your intuition. In your intuition, Charlotte, do you think this dude can change or do you think it's a wasted time now to try to change him? I mean, if I listen to my my gut, it says that this is just the way he is. He's kind of like a, you know, he's an artist, so you know, they're just kind of, you know, well, free so ba- and like what? <laughs> yeah. So basically, your intuition tells you he's not going to change. Exactly. And once your intuition has told you something like this, you gotta follow it. Never betray your intuition, Charlotte. That's a magic tool you have. So, Charlotte, my advice is to not stay with the guy since we know now your intuition doesn't think it's going to change and you've given a chance before. If I were you, I would slowly get out of this relationship or quickly, Mm -hmm. depending on how you feel. Okay? (sighs) Yeah, I had a feeling you would say that, but... (laughs) 
I was well, really hoping for the best, you know, because he's a good guy. But I just think, I think ultimately he's just like not my guy. Good guy um, or bad guy. If he doesn't make you happy, he's not the right person, Charlotte. Right. You're right. For you. Thank you so much. You're most welcome and have a good night. Oh, I got an interesting email from somebody who has major emotional baggage and doubts when it comes to dating, and I'm going to help that person next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. If you can't call me for any reason and you have a question, send me an email at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on with Robert? Robert says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Robert. I listen to your show all the time and I love the advice you give. I thought maybe it's my turn for some help. I've been single for a while now, broke up with my last boyfriend over two years ago. I have the urge to start dating again, but am running into some problems. I tend to be really shy initially, and I have deep-seated fear of rejection as well as confrontation. So approaching guys is a problem when you don't know their sexuality. Also, I'm heavy with emotional baggage, and a lot of people find that unattractive. I've been told you cannot love another until you can love yourself. I need your help. What do you suggest? Robert, thanks for the email. Is it true that you cannot love another until you can love yourself? I'm going to tell you what I think next. Question for you. Do you think you cannot love another person until you can love yourself? I just got that question asked by Robert, who's a loyal listener, and who said, you know, I've been single for a while. I like guys. I don't know, you know, sometimes if they are gay or not. I don't know if I should go for it. And also, you know, I'm heavy with emotional baggage. And a lot of people find that unattractive. And then Robert asked Simon, what do you think I should do? Robert, if you have to wonder 10 million times, is it the right time, not the right time? Are you ready? You're not ready. You don't love yourself enough. You don't have time. We don't have time because we have one life. So, Robert, put the doubts in the trash. I would like you to do one thing. When you feel it, just ask out whoever you like nicely and politely. That's all you need to do. They will say yes. They will say no. Take a dare. Go on a dating website and start at least doing a profile and see what happens. Okay? That's my advice to you, Robert. Best of luck. Bonne chance. And if you have any questions for me, 855-905-8255. Any questions for me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ruby. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? So I um, am dating a guy. His name is uh, Joseph, and he's been dating for a while, like two years. But he recently started vaping, like within the past six months. Okay. And it's not like vaping isn't good for you. It's really bad. It's like there have been reports of like lung damage and stuff. So I tried to bring this up to him to suggest that maybe he should stop, and he got really defensive and really like upset about it. So I'm I'm not sure how to bring it up again because I want him to stop, but he seems to be really holding on to it. Okay, you know nicotine is uh, what everybody's vaping is looking for, and nicotine is very addictive. So Ruby, th you know there is no way you can tell somebody to stop for you. Uh, they have to want to stop for themselves. And for mm -hmm. like any addiction, it's you know step one. You got to you know say well, I have this addiction and do something about it. So um, you have two choices: a accept him for who he is, including the vaping, 
I don't think telling him to, to stop will help or really be um, find another dude. But it's really, from my life lessons, telling an addict to stop any of the addiction, it doesn't work. So I'm going to ask you this tough question. Can you live with him with the vaping or do you think there's just too much for you to, to accept? I um, I guess I could live with him with the vaping. Because everything's perfect otherwise. It's just kind of an annoying habit. Well, but if everything is perfect otherwise and it's the only problem, I mean, it's love versus this annoying habit of his, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Ruby. So I guess you've got to give him a break. And once in a while, you can remind him, you know, it's not very healthy. You can, you can read article, but it has to come from him. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you, Simon. Tolerance. A beautiful, useful word when it comes to relationships. I'll tell you why next. Question for you, and you got to be honest with me. If you look at yourself in the mirror when it comes to your relationships, are you a very tolerant person or you're like a dictator, you're like a tyrant, you got to impose your will on your partner to feel good? I used to be that dictator, got to be honest. And it took me years of therapy to loosen up a little bit. And I had to because dictatorship or tyranny in relationships, it leads you to the same place. You want to know what place that is? Stay with me. I'll tell you that next. I'm Simon Marcel. I'm going to confess something, which, by the way, if you've never heard more of the confession, just check out my podcast at therendezvousshow.com. But anyway, I got to confess, I was from the age of 15 to probably the age of 40, quite a dictator when it comes to my relationships. And you know how I paid the price of this? Most of my girlfriends dumped me like an old sock. Because who wants to be told what to do all the time? And I thought I was right on until I went to therapy Because a girlfriend broke up with me and broke my heart, and I thought I was right. And then my shrink told me, Simon, dictatorships is an expression of hate, not of love. Tolerance is the expression of true love. Let's work on this. So I did, and I'm still working on it, slowly. (laughs) You call that next with your questions, 855-905-8255. You want to make a French dude happy tonight? Very simple. Share with me your love stories. Just just share it with me and call me at 855-905-8255. Selma, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Welcome to the rendezvous, Selma. I want to know, because I heard from one of my producers that you have a unique story to share with me, so I can't wait to hear this love story. Yes. Um, It's not the the typical huge love story that everyone expects, but it's what I found love to be in simple everyday actions. Okay. Um, I'm so much in love, and my my partner really shows his love for me as well in the little things that he does for me every day. One of my least favorite chores to do around the house is uh, scoop the kitty litter box. So he does Mm -hmm. that every day without complaining so that I don't have to. Mm-hmm. He gets up in the morning and makes me coffee and always just helps me out when I'm getting ready if I'm running late. And it's it's so nice to have somebody finally who does the little things that you usually wouldn't think about, but he really shows his love simply. Listen, there is no little gesture of love. It's all about love, not about the size of the gesture. Every attention, small, medium, or big, 
is what matters when it comes to love. So thank you so much for sharing that. And you just made a great point for all of us. Those little things makes your life so much more beautiful and enjoyable, right? They sure do. Hey, yes. Creating an enchanting feeling. Definition of romance in my book. Thank you, Selma, so much for sharing that story and have a good night. Thank you. You too, Simon. Question for you. If you're not exclusive, would you continue to date someone if you knew they were dating someone else? Let's talk about that next. Last question of the night on the rendezvous. Would you continue to date someone if you knew they were dating someone else? And I mean, no one's exclusive. You know, you're dating, you start meeting somebody more often, and you figure it out that they also have another person they're dating, right? So before exclusivity, would you continue to date someone if you knew they were dating someone else? The vote is now here. 90% of you said no thanks, (laughs) and 10% of you said no problem. I'm part of the no thanks. I just, I'm very French for that, you know. I just can't go on and date somebody else once I know they're dating somebody else, even though we're not exclusive. I just can't. That's just me. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for sharing your love stories. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being part of the rendezvous tonight. And have a good night. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.